0: Ladies and gentlemen, it's season 11, episode 8 of the and Bowl. You're home for everything Central Michigan sports related. I'm CML Sports here, Mitch Fosberg. Let's break it all down here for you. First things first, upcoming games. Uh, CMU men's basketball. Uh, so it's time we are recording this. Um, CMU clashed with Gonzaga. Um, number one ranked Bulldogs kind of did what I think everybody expected to CMU, unfortunately. Uh, that was a 107-54 final. Unfortunately, we weren't able to really pre- pre- preview that game as we recorded before this episode, so Miss Ashley Perkins and I break down that uh, preview that game. As also talking about Tuesday's game against Spillermine. that's set for a 7 p.m. tip off on ESPN. Plus. And then on Monday, November 29th at 7 p.m. on SEC Network, Plus. the chip was travel down to Lex- Lexington, Kentucky to take on the Wildcats. Again, tip-off for that at 7 p.m. on Monday, November 29th on SEC Network+. Plus. Uh, Simi women's basketball coming off a game against the University of Michigan where they retired the jerseys of Presley Hudson, Nor- Tana Moore, Raina Frost, Crystal Bradford, and also honored former Simi legendary coach Sue Guevara after the game. Unfortunately, the Chippewas failed to knock off the Wolverines, but uh, Michigan got the win 69-45. to uh, women's basketball team on the road during Thanksgiving break. They play at Northeastern over in Boston, Massachusetts on Friday, November 26th, and then travel to Poughkeepsie, New York to face Maris at 2 p.m. on Sunday. Uh, Friday's game can be tra- can be seen on Flow Hoops. Uh, I think there may be a subscription base. Regardless, you can listen to that through the CMU Sports Network. And then also, Sunday's game against Maris on the 28th. Well can be seen on ESPN three. Mr. Sean Chase and I talk a little bit about CMU Women's Basketball. Unfortunately, our recording time, he had to rush to get to class, so not the most in-depth conversation we had. But of course, we can't talk CMU football and sorry, we can't talk CMU sports November without talking some CMU football. The Chippewa's getting a big 37-17 win against ball. I'm tired of making this joke. I don't get how they're a eh? state. Uh ball state. Scored first, uh, then see me proceeded to score uh, 37 on the next 47 points scored in the game. Uh, Lou Nichols, sweet Lou Nichols, rushes for over 200 yards again. Uh, I'm gonna get, only going to the conference, we so he has answer for him right now. He currently leads the entire nation, not just the conference, not just the Midwest area, not mid-majors, but the every running back in the nation in rushing yards. So, yeah, nation's leading rushers right here in Mount Pleasant. Uh, CMU gets a chance to win the Michigan MAC trophy for the first time, I believe, since 2017 against Eastern Michigan again Friday, November 26 at noon. Can be seen on ESPNU and of course can be heard on radio through CMU Sports Network. Um, Steph reporter Christian Brewer, and I talk about that game and talk about the Ball State game and just kind of how the season's gone on for Central Michigan because unfortunately with their 33. The 27 overtime win over Buffalo last week. Northern Illinois has won the Mac West division and will be playing for Mack title in December. Uh central Michigan though, still playing to finish the 8-4 record, to win the Michigan Mac trophy, and you know, find find a way to get a good bowl game. I think so far this should be a good one. Where they end up, I don't know. Christian and I talk about that too. But enough of me flapping my gums talking about stuff. Let's get to our first segment with Mr. Sean Chase. John, I know for a fact you have class coming up soon. Your professor can be like a bit of a bit of a stiff stiffer guy, but uh let's talk about some senior Women's Basketball here. Uh Saturday, November twentieth. The victors, the Valiant, the champions of everything but the Big Ten Michigan Wolverines came into town. Sixty nine, the forty five final. Sean, I know that was your first women's basketball game you got the cover. Just uh you know, what were your thoughts on that game?
1: First, I was shocked that we hung with him in the beginning. I was expecting Naz Hillman to be here, which, three-time gold medalist, I think that's why the gym was packed out. But Molly Davis' handle, her jump shot, I was incredibly impressed with her. I had heard about her going into the game. It was – it's another thing to see her play live, though, I feel like. so. It is.
0: Um, the only issue I had with Over um, over 13 in the first half from three.
1: That was a killer.
0: Gosh, just – could you imagine they could just hit, like, I was talking with my roommate about this, like, if they hit four of those at least, go like 4-13. Yeah. Like, how different of a game is
1: that? Oh, it would have been a completely different game because Rachel Luby was playing her butt off. She wasn't really shooting from deep, but she was giving it everything they had. But they were wide-open looks from three in the first quarter, second quarter, that we get those to go. Those 15-point runs aren't 15-0 runs anymore.
0: yeah Then, obviously, after the game... um Presley Hudson, Raina Frost, Crystal Bradford, Nora Moore, and Sue Guevara all had their numbers and names went up in the rafters. Just I I understand you he weren't here for the whole run, which was incredible, but just what did the, what do you think that meant to the CMU campus and the community just to see those five in particular, like get the get the honor that they uh, they've well earned.
1: I think it was great for the community, especially to have a player on the coaching staff for the Michigan women's basketball team. She was getting celebrated in the arena the whole time. You have WNBA players come back to McGurk for the ceremony. And then Coach Guevara, I saw her and Christian interacting before the game. I didn't realize she had that much of a presence about her.
0: Oh, she is just one of those great personalities you meet in sports. No doubt. Those true firecrackers. But Michigan's in the rearview mirror. Next two games on the road. Get shipped up to Boston to take on Northeastern on the tw- on the twenty sixth and then twenty eighth. Go go. You go over to Poughkeepsie, New York, to take on Marist. Obviously, I think this team is still kind of in the filling out phases. But what is your expectation for these two games in particular?
1: I'm expecting us to split. I feel like we're gonna go to Boston and we're gonna take care of Northeastern. They don't stand, nothing on that paper really stands out. Like, oh, they're a dominant three point shooting team. If we play solid defense like we can do, and we show we can do against Michigan, I think we'll split the weekend trip. So. all
0: right, and then uh, final question for you. because I'm asking every reporter that comes on this today, um, because it's Thanksgiving week. What are you thankful for?
1: I'm just thankful to be alive, yo. Know? Like the journey that I've been on in my life is not like most college students, and the fact that I lost my mom 25 years ago, and I'm still standing. You know what I mean? So, I thank God for that.
0: Right on. Any last thoughts you want to get off before you chest before we uh, sign off for this week? No, sir. All right, Sean, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Big thanks to Sean there. Uh, again, Thanksgiving on Thursday. Make sure you spend some time with your family if you can. But now let's shift over to our men's basketball talk with Miss Ashley Burns. <music> All right, it's that glorious time of the year. It's basketball season fresh off the heels of a energizing 62-61 win over East Illinois, which you get to shortly. Uh coming up on the schedule now, um Gonzaga, Bellarmine and Kentucky. Oof. <sighs> Actually, let me tell you, um this stretch of games does not sound easy.
2: No, it's
0: going to be a tough one. So before we get far into that, Eastern Illinois See me down by as many as 20 at one point, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, big run, Mm -hmm. Jermaine Jackson Jr. layup at the buzzer, sent me going crazy. My roommates went crazy, too. Just talk to me about this game, and did you really think that comeback was even plausible at one point?
2: Um, No. It was not looking good in the first half, you know, down by 20. Uh, They really had to fix it and fix it, like, fix a lot. You know, yeah. and I guess they, they did it.
0: They, they Yeah, they keep, Big comeback. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, obviously, as we're talking today, it's going to be released after this because it's an 11 o'clock tip off. Good night, Jim Kite.
2: Yeah.
0: Number one ranked Gonzaga. As we're talking about this right now, Gonzaga is a 33.5 point favorite. <laughs> uh, it's like Drew Tammy's averaging almost 21 points a game. Mm hmm. Um,. What's it going to take for Seamus to be competitive in this game?
2: I think they need to bring, like, when they played Eastern, they came out in the second half, like, the defense was there. I think they need to bring the defense that they played the second half of the Eastern game and bring it to Gonzaga and play the whole game with that defense.
0: So basically, you sit zone on them?
2: Yes, absolutely. All
0: right. And then, uh, Bellermine, if I remember correctly, when we're hearing this, it's their first year as a Division One men's basketball program. Mm. So on paper, Hey, you know you're in this tournament in Vegas. Uh, there's three teams. You get to play two of them. The team that they're not going to play is UCLA, and um, probably maybe a good thing at the end there. <laughs> but Bellarmine, um, obviously from field hockey and other sports, we know a little bit about the school at least. But coming off uh, that game against Gonzaga, obviously me Bellarmine, what's it going to take for them to get a bounce back win against this team?
2: I think leave the Gonzaga game in the past. Don't think about it. You know, clean slate going into Bellarmine, and I think, I think having that mindset of it's a new day, it's a new game that will, they'll be set with that.
0: And then November twenty ninth, the Monday, Tony Barbie's coming home to Lexington, Kentucky. Yep. If I wasn't so concerned about expenses, I'd make the trip down personally go to Rupp Arena. But it's Chippewas, it's Wildcats. I don't know a whole lot about Kentucky right now, you may know a little more, but this three game stretch is gonna be rough, but Kentucky. What challenge is that gonna bring? And is it plausible
2: to maybe walk out of Lexington with a win? I mean we'd like to hope so, right? Um yeah, I don't know. Kentucky that's diff- that's gonna be another tough one. Um, I think going off of Gonzaga and then Bellarmine, they're gonna it's gonna be tough, but I think
0: they can do it. I think they can hold their own. But, uh, yeah. So, right now, 1-2. and two. Mm-hmm. Tough loss, Missouri hung in there. Uh, DePaul, second half. Let's not talk about that. Yeah. That was kind of brutal. <laughs> Winning against Houston, Illinois. Maybe after these last three stretch games, they're 2-4 and four, walking into a matchup with Xavier.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um at least for me personally, after covering this team last season and watching them since I've been here in 2016. Gosh, I'm old. Um, <laughs> this non-conference slate historically for the men's basketball program hasn't been really much to be entertained about. Um, especially last year when you lose to Division two's Flagler College. Very handily. Um, they seem kind of need to hit the reset switch. But, um, obviously... Twelve new players, yeah. new coach and staff, just about new everything except the gym, essentially. Um yeah. after three games and those can be hard to really gauge this, but do you feel they're up to your living up to expectations, a little below, or kind of right on par where you thought this team was gonna be right now?
2: I honestly I think they're right on par, you know. It's a new team, so it's obviously gonna be tough. You know, it's not they're not gonna come out right after a game and just you know be perfect you know it's gonna yep. take time and i think i think they're putting in the work and i think it's gonna there i think by the end of the season it's gonna pay off for
0: sure so we're hoping also to maybe maybe a little more cohesiveness this by the time mac play comes around yeah which we still got a while there we still got a couple weeks until the first home game yeah officially mm-hmm. against western illinois what is up with them playing these directional schools out of your home state
2: i have no idea i mean
0: <laughs> Just those your hands like nope, not gonna even touch it.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Illinois, interesting.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> uh and I'm gonna end this interview with uh I guess this question to every reporter that comes on today. Um Thanksgiving time
2: oh, yeah. it's on
0: Thursday. What are you thankful for?
2: Oh my goodness. My I know, kind of
0: a little question, but that is gosh. I want
2: I mean, I'm always grateful for my parents. Um, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for them. Um, well, obviously. Well, but. yeah, yeah, but like, <laughs> I mean, they pushed me to like do my best. Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to just say my parents. I feel like I have a better answer. Hmm. Interesting. This is. T- you know what? I'm grateful for my roommates. Love them. They're my best friends. They're amazing.
0: All right. This has been our immense basketball talk with. Miss Ashley Bergman, she was thankful for her parents and her roommates this year for Thanksgiving. And Ashley, all of
2: you guys.
0: Don't forget the audience, either. <laughs> don't forget the audience. Ashley, thank you so much for joining us. Much appreciated. Enjoy your Thanksgiving.
2: Thanks.
0: Alrighty, now it's time to wrap up the show like we always do. We've got to talk some CMU football. Joining us now is staff reporter, Christian Boer. <laughs> well... There's one week left of Match, and my hopes and dreams of covering the Mack game at Ford Field are now gone, evaporated. I guess I'll go as a fan now instead. Christian, happy Monday. One of our last CMU football talk segments here. We're coming to the end of the season here, which is kind of crazy to think. It just seems like yesterday you tripped down to Missouri for the game. But we're talking about Central Michigan win yet again 37 17 win over Ball State. Uh, Ball State scored first, and then they only scored 10 of the next uh, 47 points. Yep. Which seems to be a trend for CMU, but talk to me about this game from your perspective. What went right for CMU? What kind of went wrong?
3: Well, you know, I think that a lot of what this team's identity has become, and, and you throw the word identity around when you do uh, what we do uh, quite often, um, is that, you know, they've become very good at throwing counter punches, um. And that's kind of a, a acquired skill, I guess, in college football is is how do you respond, especially on the road. Um, going against the Ball State team that's kind of had their number lately, not so much in the win-loss column, but just playing them tough all the time um, and, and making these games uh, 50-50. Um, but, you know, Central Michigan went out there and they, and they got hit in the mouth with that first touchdown drive, that Ball State drive that, I mean, really watching it, it looked pretty easy. Uh they were able to do whatever they wanted. Um a lot of outside zone type plays uh with Carson Steele and Central Michigan came right back, man. And they just kept punching and punching and punching and you know they ran another team out of the gym. Uh obviously, you know, maybe a bad analogy even that it's football, not basketball, but um you know what I mean. But no, I think that the run game obviously Lou Nichols and we can start there. He's now the country's leading rusher.
0: Um sorry, Kenneth Walker.
3: Not yeah, sorry. Yeah, not sorry. Um is the big storyline, uh, Daniel Richardson kind of had an off night, I think that's where, you know, the big wrong was, a couple turnovers, uh, two picks, but you know, other than that, man, the offense was efficient, um, the defense, man, 57 yards in the entire second half, which is incredible, uh, but yeah, just I, I think it was a good all-around performance with, with only a couple of, uh, of negatives.
0: Yeah, obviously, um, can we stop about this team starting slow, finally? Can we yeah, stop with the whole discussion? No doubt. Like, okay, cool, 14 on the deficit sets. They still put up a combined, make sure I got this right here. It was 42 against Western and 52 against Kent State? 54. 54. So we're talking about a total of 96 points scored. Does it really matter if you're slow in the first quarter, if you put up 96 points in two games?
3: And I think that's just a testament to Kevin Barbe and the offense, really. I mean, this is a team that doesn't change its game plan when it gets down. They don't abandon, they sure as heck don't abandon the run. If anything, they lean more on it. And, uh, yeah, they just don't panic.
0: Exactly. And, like, okay, cool. Our first 15 minutes, you're a little flat. But they're dominating the last 45. I mean, dominating. Yeah, no doubt. And, and,
3: you know, going back to my point is, like, coaches all the time talk about, oh, well, our guys just didn't panic tonight. Our guys never got down. They've taken that to a whole nother level. I mean, you're talking about a team that can start down 14 points, spotting another team 14 points, essentially. Especially in that Kent State game, when Kent State goes up 14 nothing, recovers the onside kick, chance to go up 21 nothing, in the, what, the first quarter? And all of a sudden Central Michigan, bam, 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 bam.
0: Winning the game by three touchdowns. Crazy. Yeah, so we're talking about this last game here. Chance to go eight and four overall, six and two in the MAC, which I predicted to start the season. Hello, Uh, but Eastern Michigan, um, Ben Bryant, one of the best quarterbacks in the conference so far. A shot at both teams to win the Michigan MAC trophy. Man, to talk about this game on Friday, I'm still not happy. It's a noon kickoff. I get to spend maybe thirty six hours at home for Thanksgiving break, but just just part of the business. But uh, yeah. What do you think about this game? Yeah, um, the whole thing with, with this one is,
3: first we'll start with the quarterback. Uh, I think you and I talked at Mac Media Day about maybe Preston Hutchinson being a guy who could be a dark horse. Uh, Mac, Offense Player of the Year candidate, he's not even starting quarterback anymore. Did not see that coming. No. Um, he The kid Bryant from Cincinnati obviously wasn't going to play behind Desmond Ritter, um, so he comes here, or not here, but Eastern. and uh, And he's had a really good year. He's been efficient. He throws the heck out of the ball. Um, it'll be an interesting test, I think, for uh, for the Chippewa defense. And anybody who thinks that Eastern is going to come into Mount Pleasant and just
0: give the game away is—I uh, I have a bad feeling. You're dead wrong. Yeah, because um, my big thing is was Eastern was finding a playmaker outside a quarterback spot. They have a pretty good little theme of rotation at running back. Yeah, that was kind of. I mean, I watched the Western game against they played, and uh, man, I can't remember the big. They had one power back. Can't remember his name the top of my head. But my goodness, that dude was such a big physical downhill runner, and he was her third leading rusher. I mean, this dude—he seemed like about six one, maybe two twenty-five, two thirty. But yeah, Eastern obviously has not, you know, bend over and die in this conference. No, never have. No, um, co- no. Coach creighton has got himself a good squad there. They're always competitive in this conference. It wouldn't shock me if it's a one possession game again. that Eastern drops, but yeah. at the same time, wouldn't surprise me if. You know, Eastern sputters for about the first 20 minutes, and Central jumps up big early, and they just don't give it up. Well, the whole thing with that, in, in my
3: opinion, is we've seen this film before, I feel like. I think that this game is going to go very much down the trajectory of that Northern Illinois game, where Central Michigan's going to come out with some explosive plays early, and you're going to be thinking, all right, let's go start the car. It's like 10 degrees out, and by the time you get to your car, it's a one-score game. So, I don't know. We'll see. This is the best team Eastern Michigan's had in years. I think this is the best Central Michigan team they've had uh, since that 2017 group with Shane Morris. And, and I think this game is just, you know, to put it very plainly, it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, obviously, the uh, the fact that it's after Thanksgiving is going to suck because your fan turnout isn't going to... Well, your fan turnout might be all right. Your student turnout. session
0: turnout. It's, turn out. Turn out. it's, it's, it's always be been great. like that, though. That's yeah. The thing. It's nobody's fault but the conference is for scheduling that game. Am I right? This conference re- to values TV revenue over that is true. fan attendance. And you know what? I get it, but at the same time, I also hate it. Yeah, no, it, It's one of those things where it's
3: like, all right, yeah, we're going to agree to
0: disagree on this one. Yeah, but um, when's the last time you won the Michigan Mac? Was it 17? I believe it was 17. Even though, because they did they beat Eastern in 17? I believe they did. Yeah, so then they would have won it, yes. So first time since my second year, back when you were still a – Junior in high school, yeah, sophomore. No, yeah, I've been
3: junior. Yeah, I think I graduated in nineteen, but that would have been the fall of eighteen. So yeah,
0: I'm not a junior. So man, but final, the final score predictions here: Eastern against Central. What are your keys? Who do you like here? Yeah, you know when
3: I look at this game, I I you know you just got to run the, be able to run the football and you got to be able to run it consistently and there's nothing that Central Michigan's done in the last. Month that tells me they're not going to be able to run the ball against the Eastern Michigan, and uh, for that reason, I got the Chippewas winning this thing by two touchdowns. Also, I had a thought last night. It's shaping up to be a pretty special day in special or Kelly Shorts. Um, I I source of the program tells me that um, Oakley Lavallee, um, who was one of that senior class last year who didn't come back, um, will be back in town walking for Senior Day I he, you know, the, the talk was that there was going to be a double senior day this year, but I think Oakley was the only senior that didn't end up coming back. So he is scheduled to come back. And, you know, the talk is that maybe a couple of the juniors who are uh, going to uh, leave early will partake in the festivities as well. Namely, um, who is now, ESPN has him top 30. The Athletic has him top 35. Bernard Raymond, uh, top 30 draft pick, or draft prospect, I should say, Um I had a thought that maybe, um, you know, we've seen this offense get creative. Um, What I'd like to see is maybe uh, former tight end, by the way, maybe line him up off the line um, and do one of those little throwback screen passes for him because, fun fact, Raymond had 10 catches, I believe. Maybe it was 14. I'd have to look it up. Um, Didn't have a touchdown. No receiving touchdown for Bernard. So what better time than the present, am I right?
0: I mean, come on, Kevin Barbe, dial it up. I could see him being like the extra guy on Instagram scrimmage reporting eligible, yes. and then all of a sudden just uh, have him run a seam route down the middle, and then. Uh, well, he's, he's athletic enough to do it too. Exactly, that's a funny thing. <laughs> that's much, about uh, this for me. Um, I think Eastern. I think Eastern jumps on him early. Honestly, I remember seeing this game last year play out. How Central was down? Was it like seventeen, sixteen points, something like that? Yeah, in the with, fourth quarter with D. Rich. Going down with uh, was fortunately only a high ankle sprain. Yeah, at the time it could have been a lot worse. It looked worse ugly. Yeah, it looked like it was going to be something really detrimental. But he was carted off, I believe. Had air, had uh, had the air cast on too. Which Jeez. normally, when normally the air cast comes on, it's bad news. Yes, but fortunately, he got the good end of that. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if Eastern led a halftime, but second half, you know, I think Central starts to pull away like they did last year. Give me, uh, give me CMU by eight. It's gonna stay one possession. He's just gonna give him a fight. Both, you know, both in the MAC West is out reach, but that Michigan MAC trophy sounds really nice. Yeah, no, and, I, and I've seen that trophy. It's a nice looking trophy. It is. It is, and uh, I
3: love what Jim McElwain said about that um, after the Ball State game. He said he didn't even know what it looked like because he's, nah, I mean, he's
0: never had it. So. Yeah, I
3: don't know. Uh, just fun little tidbit there, but yeah, it should be a heck of a game.
0: I'm excited about it. So after that, obviously, by the looks of it, it's gonna be a bowl game. I'm gonna ask you, Christian. What's one bowl game you wish CMU goes to, and which bowl game you wish they uh, stay really far away from? Well, I hope they stay away from the Bahamas. Um,
3: You know, I've been told that it's probably not going to be the Bahamas, Um, but you know, just for whatever sake, I hope it's not the Bahamas. That's a long trip. I don't have a passport. Fun fact about me. Um, And yeah, I just don't really have any interest in you know spending some most of my. Now that we uh, were going the full semester uh, compared to last year when we stopped at Thanksgiving, um, much shorter Christmas break. Um, I don't really want to spend all of it traveling. Um, You know, I've never been to Alabama. I I thought that, you know, the Camellia Bowl or maybe it's the Mobile Bowl takes the MAC champion, so it won't be that one, but there's still at least one option. I think there's another ESPN Bowl that they could end up in in Alabama. I think that would be super cool. Um, also, the the Florida Bulls would be awesome, and then obviously the Barcelona Sports Arizona Bulls as well uh, would be cool. Yeah, for me, um, just steer clear of Idaho. Yeah, yeah. I have a bad feeling that that could be where they end up. That's where that against Fresno State.
0: That's where that twenty seventeen team went. Which, by the way, how ironic I saw this projection yesterday at ESPN. How ironic would it be if it's CMU against Fresno State, because Mack wins OC Jebby before for Bama, was there Fresno State? Well, there you go. Your your previous story wrote itself. <sighs> That's that'd be awesome. But the bowl game, want to see him go to? Uh, personally, it's my senior year. I think they might send me down for that. Uh, Boca Raton Bowl would be nice. Bahamas Bowl, yeah, I'm good on that. Honestly, it'd be cool. But like you mentioned, uh, for me to go down, I, I I I have to fly to Miami and I take a boat down the down the Bahamas, which I would do. But you know, three hour tours in a boat normally don't end well for people. But uh, if you get that reference, thank you.
3: Island. Uh, <laughs> and
0: then. uh, Obviously, I've, I've seen a Mac team link to the Hawaii poll. That would be sweet. On Christmas Eve.
3: That would be sweet. I would be bummed about missing Christmas with my family, but that I mean, be I would
0: too, but also, like, like there's no way my, my freak nightmare scenario will come to life about me actually giving one of my grandparents COVID, because I'll be in Hawaii for Christmas. Yeah. It's not going to fall on me, but Christian, as we wrap this up, one question I'm asking everybody this week. It's Thanksgiving week. What are you thankful for? Uh, it's a very long list. Um, I'm,
3: give us, like, the top three. Okay, um, obviously I have to start with my family, um, and that's extended family, too. That's not just, uh, obviously, uh, the people that live in my house, my dad, my mom, and my two brothers, and my dog. I'm not going to leave the dog out of this. Can never, ever, ever forget the pooch. Yeah. Uh, but no, my grandparents as well, uh, my aunts, my uncles, you know, just all of them. Uh, because they've all played a small part. The most of them have played more than just a small part, but everyone's at least played a small part in. Uh, in me being where I am today, um, you know some people look at oh you just write about Central Michigan and scoff at it. Well, guess what? I mean this is where I wanted to be. So, um, yeah, uh, you know, moving along, I'll stay in same that that, um, same kind of vein. I'm I'm thankful for my friends. Um. The man sitting across from me here, Mitch, has done a ton for me, Um, Austin Chastain, uh, and Evan Petzl, the two sports editors before Mitch that I've worked with, are both, um, all three, phenomenal people, um, and not just good leaders and good editors, but great friends. Um, and and you know, I don't take any of their friendships for granted, so uh, try not to get too sappy here. Um, but yeah, no, they are uh, all just great people, and then not just them, but m- all my friends, uh, all the friends I've made here, uh, my I, my uh my roommates back in the dorms lived with them for two years. Shout out Hawkins One Eleven, um my guys, Lord. <laughs> uh they'll they'll forever be my brothers, um you know it's and and I the list just goes on and on. Everybody from Ever Michigan that I've ever come in contact with, um and then three, you know, gosh it's tough for me, even me to pick a three because I feel like so many people fall in the one and two category. But, um materialistically I'm thankful for. Um, the blue-collar workers. Um, I, fun story about me that I'll keep short and sweet. I had a car issue. I had a malfunction in my vehicle last week, Thursday. Shout out to the people. No, you know, no free ads, uh, but a car repair place in Mount Pleasant got me right in, fixed me up. Um, and it's people like that who can do a job for you at a moment's notice for something as important as your vehicle and get it back to you as soon as possible. Um, and, and that carries over to a long list of occupations um, and those people don't get enough uh, credit, and so I'd like to give them their flowers now,
0: just uh, appreciative of all the blue-collar guys and what they do. Yeah, so that's just right now. I will say mine. I'm thankful yeah. for everybody that bullied me growing up, who made fun of my speech impediment, who made fun of me because I was a little different, who made fun of me because of my size. Well, thank you so much. You put a chip on my shoulder so I big. It. I'm getting the right to talk about Division One football and get a job in media after this while... Well, let me tell you this, like Kelly Shorts, I get we we get catered with free Max and Emily's and free sodas. I'm sipping a free Mountain Dew in a press box, watching watching watch Division One football while everyone else is grumbling with a beer gut, watching yeah. and watching a Michigan football game, screaming at you, even though I don't pay a cent in tuition money. So to all the haters, to I'm not gonna say haters, gosh, I'm not that petty. To all the boys and all those who like talk crap behind my back, yo, thank you, my life's awesome. Christian, any last thoughts before we sign off? Oh, uh, no,
3: man. I was ready to run through a wall after that, though. But, hey, <laughs> last regular season game, man. It's been a blast doing this. Uh, it's a shame that it goes by so fast. I wish the football season was longer.
0: Yeah, same. That's a college show in the NFL who has 18 weeks total. Yeah, Jesus. But this wraps up Season, uh, season 11, Episode 8 of, uh, of Maroon and I almost spoke the wrong show. <laughs> uh, for Miss Ashley Birdness, for Sean Chase, for Christian Brewer, and for myself, Chippewa fans, be safe.